0: done an episode of dream machine because uh, we talked about the bad guys when it first came out and then a few months later puss in boots came out but i haven't had the chance to watch this movie until just recently
1: yeah and uh, funny enough like uh, we can definitely say like from the get-go this doesn't suffer from the pixar curse because like uh, this was like this is like the second movie that dreamworks brought out like in the same year as the bad guys yes So, uh, yeah, but uh, let's go straight into it and uh, see uh, what we think of it. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Here we go. Uh, egg-loving, uh, swashbuckling fear-defying feline returns. For the first time in more than a decade, DreamWorks Animation presents a new adventure in the Shrek universe as a daring outlaw Puss in Boots discovers that his passion for peril and disregard for safety has been taking their toll. Puss has burned through eight of these nine lives, uh, though the cost... He, lo- he lost count during during the way. Uh, getting uh, those lives back uh, will send Puss in Boots on his uh, grandest quest yet. Uh, Academy Award nominee Antonio Banderas returns as the voice of the notorious uh, Puss in Boots as he... Bur- on an epic journey into the Black Forest to find the mythical wishing star and restore his lost lives. So, um, I mean, right off the bat, I think uh, when I first heard, you know, in Boots, The Last Wish, and, uh, I mean, given the fact that I think maybe we should probably focus on maybe the first movie just for a tiny amount of bit because um, I mean, I've got to be honest with you, I can't, without you prompting me on certain things on the first Bustin' Boots movie, I can't remember a lot about it. I remember Humpty Dumpty, I remember you know... Jack and and Jill. Yeah, Jack and Jill. And uh, again, I, I to to remind me of that, but uh, I mean, in regards to everything else, I mean, i got to be honest, I mean, uh, the the first serving of Puss in Boots was uh, not a very memorable one, if I remember remember correctly as all.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was basically just like Puss and Humpty trying to get the Golden Gooses three golden eggs, and they all had their reasons on why they wanted to do it. I mean, we know that Puss wanted to basically, like, make his mother proud, and he wanted to make the town that he was from proud as well, and then Uh, Humpty basically was just trying to get like all power and there's a bit of a connection between Puss and Humpty but yeah I mean like the villains with Jack and Jill were kind of forgettable and you know the whole story was just kind of like Eh. So, yeah, we weren't too crazy about the first Puss in Boots movie because even though that Puss in Boots, I mean, the character, we loved him from the Shrek films, but unfortunately, his first outing just wasn't as memorable as some of the stuff that we had seen with Shrek, whether it be the first two movies or... um, Well, here's the thing. We have not seen the Puss in Boots animated series on Netflix, so we cannot compare it between that and all the other adventures that he had been through. But, but-
1: again, like, you know, like uh, every rule that we say about a movie, like, you know, you shouldn't have to look at any particular material in order to enjoy the movie for what it is.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, we're only comparing this from what we know about from Puss from the, the Shrek movies, and then there's also Puss from the first movie. So, this is what we were going right into when we saw the sequel, and we were blown away by the moment that we saw the trailer. When we saw the trailer, it looked so amazing. The way that the animation style, once again, uh, kudos to a lot of the people who worked on Spider-Verse who were able to give the um, animation style to Puss in Boots for basically like um, you know putting this whole new experience into the screen that we've never seen from a DreamWorks film at least until we talked about the bad guys which we also mentioned before that a person who did work on Spider-Verse also worked on that movie as well so yeah I think that um, we can definitely tell that the people who worked on the first movie was nowhere near the second movie there were they brought in new writers they brought in a new director and of course they brought in a new animation director who again worked on both the bad guys and on spider-man into the spider-verse and yeah the experience of seeing this of when you know looking at the trailer we knew that it was going to be like something that we've never seen for puss in boots the way that it's stylized and colorful and then when we saw the trailer and what the story was going to be about we were like we need to pay more attention to this mm-hmm
1: so, um, I mean, given the, let's go with the opening of the movie I mean, right off the bat, I mean, like, uh, it's you know, it's what you expect puzzle and Boots to be it's an action sequence, it's, you know, it's cheering, it's music, it's, you know it's this whole fight scene that, that comes together, and also, they really up the ante on this, there's times where I thought I was playing Bulletstorm at one point, like, you know, it was just, it was so crazy, like, you know, uh, like the monster that comes out, and that's, you know, with and Boots has to defeat, and, uh, you know, all, all the people around that are, like, you know, cheering for him, everything like that and so you get to this whole climatic, and and then basically what we get is uh, basically what happened to the antagonist of Coco. A bell falls on him. <laughs> so um, he wakes up at the hospital and uh, he finds that he's basically been fixed up. And uh, But there's a problem though. He's used uh, number eight of his nine lives and uh, he then goes through like a, a montage of, like all the lives that he's lost over the time. Yeah, so, it, yeah. It went
0: from everything from like suffering from a major allergic reaction to falling from a really tall building all the way down saying oh yeah I, I, I can land on my, my feet not cats are great with that. And, um, you know, all the bad guys that he was able to fight and and just and, and of course, recently with the bell. So he had lost eight of his night lives and the doctor warned him that he only has one life left and for him to basically just retire as Puss in Boots. And um, he actually does it.
1: He actually well, re- not instantly, like, you know, he laughs it off for the first time, but uh, then he meets, uh, What? by the way, we're going to have a debate about this character that we're going to meet next, and so uh, Puzzle Boots is uh, met in a bar uh, with uh, somebody, a wolf with big, massive red eyes, and uh, he doesn't really identify himself straight away, but uh, sooner or later, you know, as uh, the, um, the first to stand on his uh, on his neck as, uh, you know, he starts to, uh, you know, really become, for the first time in his whole entire life, actually afraid of something. He meets death.
0: Yes. This wolf comes in with this shady jacket and hat and two scythes and basically, like, looks at Puss in Boots as saying, like, okay, I finally found you. And he even has a wanted poster of Puss in Boots and it says, you know, dead or alive, and he's pointing at the dead. And so, he fights Puss some boots and then he basically just like defeats him so easily and puss gets frightened and runs away leaving his sword behind
1: yeah and also you know the death even urges him to pick up the sword you know like uh, just like you're baiting him it's like yeah keep ta- keep taking me on and uh, and that and so uh, because you know Death's calling him out like on his confidence on that and and uh, you know, there's a thing about this is is that uh, I think Death is a very interesting character. Like, you know, he's uh, not you know taking on Puss and Boots because like you know he has some kind of like you know uh, deranged vendetta against him or like you know he's not some psychopath or anything like that. That's his job. He is the Grim Reaper. He brings he brings souls to the the Valley of the Dead, and uh, so that's his that's his whole thing. He's not doing it because he's like, trying to get revenge on Puss and Boots or anything like that. Or like I mean, he does state that he does. Does hate the fact that cats have nine lives, and uh, you know, so he does like have a hatred for that for obvious reasons, you know, for obvious motivations, and obviously, that. yeah. But I mean, like, uh, he's uh, he's sort of like, you know, uh, I mean, you say that he's a villain, I remember you saying that in Aaron Patricia. I disagree, I think he's an anti hero, hmm. I think, because like, the I mean, mind you, we'll talk about you know, why I think they could have done more for his character when we get to the end of the uh, the end of the movie, but uh, I mean, like, uh, I like the whole introduction of him. I like his whole whistling thing. I think that's a really cool, like, you know, entrance for him to have. Like, uh, it's just, uh, and uh, who knows? Maybe in uh, you know a future, you know, Bus and Boots movies, maybe hopefully we might see him again. You know, well, like, we'll uh, see. I, I, hope, I hope, I hope he like, uh, I hope he comes back. He's a really cool character. I do agree.
0: I, mean. I-, I like the way that his look is so menacing, and you know, from the looks of him, it's like this is somebody that you do not want to mess with. He just has that stare in his eyes. I mean. We've already seen a wolf in the Shrek movies, but you know, it's played off as like, oh, you know, here's a little Red Riding Hood wolf, and he's just dressed up like Granny, and he's just like a, a bit on the feminine side. But no, this wolf is terrifying.
1: The only thing I will question though is that uh, why
0: is he armed with sickles rather than a scythe? Like. um hmm that's an interesting question that uh, usually that's true because a grim reaper traditionally has a scythe yeah but sickles i guess it will be like a smaller version of a scythe so that he can be more nimble and
1: quick i mean i mean he could do the same thing with like you know uh, like a two-handed weapon i would have thought like he'd probably just use it like you know like again kind of like donatello uses his uh you know his stick so Mm. like or whatever it's called you know some some TMNT fans gonna you know roast me for that but uh, I mean so uh, yeah I mean like behind you the the sickles you know regardless of that that look pretty threatening so Mm -hmm. like uh, he he does a good job in that regard so he personally for the first time loses a fight and he gets so scared he runs off and uh, he in the next scene he's effectively decided to like you know move away and move into this you know crazy cat lady house yeah
0: I I like to think in the alternative universe in Shrek Forever After that this was probably Probably the point that Puss retires and then decides that he was going to be staying with Fiona and the ogres.
1: Mm, I don't know, like, but uh, he stays with his he basically makes uh, a friend who uh, is pretending to be a cat yeah the reason uh,
0: why is because he's able to get free food and doesn't live under the bridge and he wants to be able to you know befriend everybody but nobody wants to be around him and he essentially wants to be a therapy dog where he makes people happy and uh, you know everybody just ignores him I mean there's like tons of cats and Mama Luna who is the name of the person who owns the house with all these cats she basically doesn't even like recognize him outside of just like all the other cats that are in the house and um yeah puss goes by the name of pickles and uh he's just like living off a normal life as a cat i mean he's just eating regular cat food he's you know using the giant litter box that all the cats are using he takes naps and he's basically living like this boring mundane life and that's just what basically he's and doing somehow,
1: despite that he grows a giant beard
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, I mean, I guess they just, I mean, they tried to play that. I mean, that's one thing I'll say. Like, they tried to play that for last. It's like, no. No,
0: no. It doesn't, it didn't really work. I mean, he's a cat. Now, if they were to try to pull it off in a different angle, it's like, you know, he gets more hairier or something like that, then that would make sense because it shows the passage of time. But no, he decided to get this beard. Yeah. So, uh, by the way,
1: our our dog character in this is called uh, Perito. Yeah, Perito. Um, Yeah. Perito. And uh, so he uh, basically uh, ends up being kind of like, the the comical uh, comical relief for uh, Puss and Boots and all of this because you know he just be to be fair he is quite even though he can be quite annoying at times he is funny yeah
0: so. yeah I mean I wouldn't say he's like on the levels of Donkey from Shrek but he's he's actually very lovable because he wants to make everybody happy he's a, you know he wants to be a therapy dog he wants to be able to you know go up to people and find out what their problem is he doesn't really have a lot of trust in them at first because you know he's just been completely ignored but then he develops his Friendship with Puss right away, even though Puss wants nothing to do with him, but he can't get rid of him because he just so happens to be there. And then we have this scene in which Goldilocks and the three bears. Think that they found Puss and Boots at Mama Luna's house, and you know they're like talking about like you know we need to find, um you know the wish, uh, the wishing star, and that's when Puss gets the idea of like trying to find the wishing star so that he can be able to wish for nine more lives.
1: Yeah, so basically he digs up his old costume and uh, basically he returns to being uh, you know Puss and Boots, but then realizes he doesn't have his sword. Yeah. So yeah. So
0: Perito decides that he's going to give him a stick. So it makes a lot of sense because, you know, he's a dog. Yeah. But yeah, uh, along the way we actually meet up with Kitty Softpaws in the mixed up, and which is
1: kind of a surprise, really, when you think about it, because you know, like uh, you know, we hadn't, uh, you know, for uh, you know, given the fact we got too far into this movie, like we pretty much got past the first act, and then all of a sudden we get introduced into Softpaws in the second act. Yeah, just, yeah, that was kind of a surprise.
0: Yeah, I mean, we saw Kitty Softpaws in the first movie where she we was... did,
1: yeah, but we, you know, uh, the problem is that I think the with me, the first movie was so meh that like you know, you weren't really expecting to kind of, like, see her. You thought, okay, they've wiped this shit clean and we're just doing it again. And, uh, you know, well, you didn't think you would see Kitty in this, but no. She's in this movie.
0: Yeah, and there was even a part in the movie where, apparently, they were gonna get married, but Puss actually, like, left, um, Kitty Softpaws waiting down the aisle, or maybe, because apparently she also left the aisle as well? I was going to say, we probably should leave that to, the like, the latter part of the
1: movie, because that doesn't get rid of me. She hovers this, like, this, uh, you know, anger towards uh, uh, Bustin' Boots because she, uh, you know, said that he, you know, left him at the altar but then it t- turns out that uh, softballs herself also got cold feet and wasn't at the altar either. So none of them turned up. Yeah,
0: that doesn't, that's just crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I mean,
1: they just play that for laughs. Probably yeah, they, they
0: probably played that for laughs but the point was is that the reason why she wants to look for the wishing star is that she can be able to wish for somebody that she can trust because every person or every creature that she's ever met up with has basically betrayed her and and puss Uh, I'm sure felt really guilty about this and we saw this throughout the movie that you know she wants to be able to um, trust him again and you know it's not easy at first because they each have the goal of trying to find the wishing star and so are Goldilocks and the three bears you have Papa Bear Mama Bear and Baby Bear and you know you have Papa Mama and Baby who want to be able to you know wish for um, you know various things they want to wish for money they want to wish for adventure they want to wish for um, you know a a nice place to to live in and you know all these kind of things. Well, Goldilocks is like you know kind of like leading them in, saying like, "Yeah, we're gonna get all that stuff, and you know we're gonna make all of our wishes come true." But there's a bit of a different side of Goldilocks that we uh, will see later on. But yeah. I know that some people are going to be arguing that oh this isn't consistent with the gold you know with the three bears in the Shrek movies. Oh uh, well, and none would... of it
1: is. Well, I, I can... know none of it I'm going to say that like uh, maybe these three bears are a different three bears, and like uh, these are the three bears that. Might... It's kind of confusing because like you know um the you know, the you know we'll talk about that at the very end, but uh, the canons in the uh, Puss in Boots are kind of confusing when you <laughs> think about it. Like I-, I always believed that you know Puss in Boots obviously was a spin off, like it's its own thing that exists outside of Shrek but uh, I mean towards the end of the movie there's some hints that it actually might be tied into Shrek somehow yeah. so I think uh, we'll discuss that probably like later on once, once we end yeah, it yeah but, but even
0: with like Shrek the third and Shrek forever after their characters are inconsistent because we saw that minor cameo with Stillskin, in which he teams up with Prince Charming alongside with a group of baddies and then we have Rumpelstiltskin as his own main villain um, portrayal and he's completely different uh, I'm
1: going from- to argue that like uh, maybe this is a- Different, different three bears. Like you know, like you have the three bears that are like are just like you know part of like you know, um, you know maybe maybe like maybe I tell you maybe be this maybe the Goldilocks and the three bears maybe they're maybe that might be just like you know their ruse or like they like you know their con, basically like you know they're not Goldilocks and the three bears. They're like you know uh, people who like pretend to be them. I don't know. Like you know they, they they are scoundrels. At the end of the day, you can't you can't expect them to tell the truth. Maybe I'm not too sure. Mm, I, but,
0: I I like to think it's not the case. I think that that's actually supposed to be Goldilocks in the three
1: Bears. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, but, uh, I mean, like, they're probably, but you look at them like they're a crime family. Effectively. Yeah, like, they, you know, they're
0: essentially a crime family. Well, well, one's like the, one's like the,
1: you know, the smart one, one's the muscle, like, you know, one's the, kind of like the bit of a dim one. And, you know, then you got like, well, you know, like, they have the mother character as well. Which yeah, is like, you uh, have
0: like the literal motherly character who's trying to watch over them. Then you have the grump of the papa bear and then you have like the dumb baby bear. Yeah. It, it kind of almost reminded me of like a little bit of the Looney a little bit, just nowhere near as abusive.
1: Well, I mean, like, I mean, they're they're more like you know, you know, your mob family, effectively, like you know, the Godfather. not the Godfather. I think that's a bit too. it was a bit too upper class. But I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the you know, the you know, the gang the gangster movies that we were. in the day? But there's one character, funny enough. There's one character though in the gangster movies that you really don't see all that often because it's kind of brushed to the side, like you know, as a sympathetic character, like you know, one like you know, sort of like somewhat watches like you know the quote unquote morals, I guess, of the group, and that is. Like the mom character, like you yes. know, the mother of like, like you know, oh, it's mom, you know, like you know, be, be respectful to mom, mm-hmm. like you know, make sure that uh, you know she, she's she's taking care of. And uh, but uh, in this, like you know, she um, she's far more involved. I mean, the only other you know mom, like you know. Bob, you know, kind of mob boss, car- mom kind of like boss character. I could probably imagine right now. It's probably, you know, uh, I don't know this is a bit of a stretch, but you remember, um, Kindergarten Cop with, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger sure. And, like, you know, the mother's, like, you know, the one where, like, who's pulling, basically been pulling, pulling the strings the entire time. Mm-hmm. And she's there with the revolvers, saying, where's my grandson? Like, you know, it's, uh, she kind of, uh, you know, she's not that sort of, like, demented, but, you know, she sort of, like, reminds me of that, like, the role that she would play in The Three Bears, our poem. Yeah, imagine. and even with,
0: like, Shrek 2, if you remember, the fairy godmother was basically, like, the mom boss of the entire thing, where she was basically the one who controlled all the magic in the entire kingdom, yet at the same time, you know, she wanted to uphold um, the, you know, the king's end of the bargain about, like, you know, I'm gonna, you have to let my son marry uh, Princess Fiona so that he can rule far, far away. So it kind of, like, reminded me of of that a little bit, where she's, like, very sweet at first, but there's a... There's an evil side to her.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing about this: like, you know, um, we've been through like Puss in Boots, we've been through Softballs, we've been through, you know, uh, Burrito, and uh, now we're here with the uh, the Three Bears. We're now going to move on to our, our antagonist, and uh, so that's going to be Jack Horner. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, to be honest with you, Jack Horner's Donald Trump in this, isn't he? Like, <laughs> oh, you know, boy. Just, it's like, a, you know, like a, when he's speaking with the conscience, it's like, you know, you easily look at this kid, sorry, this 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 thing, and you say, yeah, they they thought of Trump when they first thought of Jack Horner i can guarantee you that like you know he was born into privilege you know had really good parents everything like that and uh, he just felt like he didn't have it all and it's like dude you know that just stinks of privilege it really does, and so Jack Horner's uh, whole thing in this is that uh, he wants the he wants the wish because uh, you know he wants all of magic. You know he wants every he just wants the magic for himself and wants nobody else to have it. And so that was his whole uh, deal in this. And so uh, he even has like you know a bunch of expendable people to like you know help him do all of that. And uh, you know so um, and also he's been collecting like other magical items as well for like so other people. He has them for himself and nobody else has them.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah. So. And it's kind of interesting about like where does this story take place if we are going to include it in the Shrek universe. Does it take place after Shrek 2? Because as we mentioned before that you know the fairy godmother was very powerful as well. So I take it that I think I even saw like the wand of the fairy godmother in Jack Corner's collection. So maybe at this point this takes place after Shrek 2 because of that.
1: Well I remember like uh, remember in the, in the, in the uh, when the fairy godmother obviously you know met her demise. I mean I like, did the wand disappear with her too? No or?
0: the wand was right there on the floor alongside Oh, was well, with... Jack Horner
1: circuit then? Yep, that, there I there think you go. that's the explanation.
0: Yeah, I guess Jack Horner just so happened to have been at uh, you know the main celebration. Oh yeah,
1: he would be, wouldn't he? Because like you know he's he's the high class, isn't he? Yes. So like he would have been invited to everything, no doubt. Yeah. Like, you know he's the guy who's like baking all this stuff. Uh, for everybody like you know he's the, he's, the, he's the high roller of like you know bakery pretty much
0: yeah exactly so maybe he was like helping with the catering and he just so happens to have shown up during Fiona and Shrek's uh, you know main ceremony and I guess when the fairy godmother met her demise when the magic reflected back at her and then the wand fell down I take it that oh this is gonna be the opportunity for me to take this wand and add it to my collection
1: I probably imagine you got kicked out of the party when someone asked him do you know the muffin man <laughs> 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 anyway I digress yeah. Yeah, but so, it's
0: actually interesting that they decided to choose Jack Horner as the bad guy of all things because Jack Horner was just a very basic nursery rhyme. It's about, you know, some kid named Jack and he's Horner. He's a pretty basic
1: villain in this movie, too.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean it was like Little Jack Corner sits in a corner eating his Christmas pie. He gets his thumb, pulls out a plum, and he was a good boy. And that was then
1: Pinocchio upstaged him. Yep, Uh, and
0: Pinocchio upstaged him.
1: Yeah, that's such great commentary, isn't it? Like you know, they all predicted that you know Guillermo del Pinocchio was going to be the you know the winner of the Oscars, and uh, they Buzzing Boots called that pretty much down the middle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's actually really interesting because uh, we saw this video of the Academy Awards uh, YouTube channel. Where they were able to have like the directors of the movies that were nominated. You had Puss in Boots, Turning Red, uh, Sea of Thieves. um, uh, What was it? Uh, Another film that was nominated. I think it was a foreign film. And then Pinocchio and all all five of them, with the exception of, obviously, you know, the people who worked on Pinocchio, I mean, Guillermo horror was not there, but all those people who were nominated for films were able to, like, draw a what-if scenarios. like, what if your movie won the Oscar, and none of them won it, with the exception of Pinocchio.
1: Totally not. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say about Jack Horner really, as a character, like, you know, he is just your generic villain, like, you know, Wah, I'm gonna, like, you know, get the star and take over the world, and, like, you know, he's so oblivious to, like, everything around him, and, like, he's just uh, you know he's uh, he's a narcissist and uh, he's also like uh, you know just uh, he's uh, also just unaware of like other people's feelings. he's a sociopath yeah and, and like. he's
0: a, and he's willing to just throw away his minions like if it was nothing uh, anytime that they were able to like you know get to a point in which they have this obstacle in their way he just uses his minions like if there were nothing and if they fell down it's like well at least I have plenty more
1: and, you know Pinocchio's conscience also makes uh, an appearance in this and uh, you know he basically just calls you know Jack Horner on any redeemable monster? It's like, oh, well, what took you so long? It's <laughs> like that—that—that that, that, uh, part of the movie has been like a meme ever since this movie has been released. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like uh, it's just it's. Uh so, uh, but mind you, I mean, like, I guess in a way, I guess it's somewhat. Ref- I mean, if I had to give a positive argument to Jack Hunter I guess it's sort of refreshing to have, like, you know, a a a, a typical villain, I guess, for a movie which we haven't really seen, you know, in you know, for like, like, you know, in Kanto, was basically like the villain was basically just like family issues and uh, yeah, welcome inv- to generational trauma. Exactly, yeah, like you know, that's basically been like the villain of like some Disney movies, some like other movies, stuff like that. So in a way, you know, it's dare I argue. Maybe it's pretty refreshing for Dreamworks to have, like, you know, a generic villain in all of this. Maybe? I mean,
0: we, we even talked about this on uh, the Dream Machine episodes that we haven't had, like, a good villain in a while. I mean, with the bad guys, you know, they were also really good villains. And then, of course, we found out who the real villain was. But, you know, again, we're not going to spoil it for those who haven't seen it. Yeah, But, uh, yeah, I mean, like... We we talked about, like, uh, the villain that was on Spirit Untamed. And, you know, he was just, like, your generic, you know, evil cowboy. And then you had Cruz a New Age, who was, like, the monkeys. And then you had Boss Baby Family Business. It's... Yeah, yeah
1: it's just it's uh i mean so i mean for me i mean i guess um, you know jack horner i guess is uh, i mean i guess for this particular movie i guess he works as a villain but at the same time i mean like uh, he will i think eventually somewhere down the line become pretty forgettable I yeah think. exactly
0: like we won't remember him compared to like all the other villains that we've seen in other dreamworks films
1: well the one thing i'll definitely say in this movie like you know where we've been through like our protagonists, we've been through like our you know i guess our right quote-unquote antagonist slash you know anti-heroes and uh, we We've also been for our villain as well but here's the thing I will definitely say about this there's not one wasted character in this movie at I all I agree yeah like this is a movie that actually utilizes all the characters and gives them enough screen time and gives them enough breathing space to actually you know be, be... I love the story like you know Goldilocks and everything, because Goldilocks you know feels like she's not I mean she, she loves her bare family but she doesn't feel like she belongs with them because she is human and therefore wants to find her real family and uh, but then she realizes you know uh, later on like you know, in the final scene that that's you know her family that, that this is a family and that it does mean the, you know important to her and everything like that and you know what that's a real tearjerker moment isn't it when they all finally realize that and everything like that you know that this bear family sees Goldie looks so special that you know they will even put their lives down for her if if it means that she's going to be happy absolutely you know? yeah and like-
0: also I really like where Kitty Softpaws was able to discover that she didn't need the wish because she was able to find trust in both Puss and Perito and Perito didn't even want it to begin with I mean he was just Happy that he was able to help. out. I love
1: the bit where, like, you know, they look at the look at the map, and you know, obviously, when they put their hands on the map, and like the whole world changes, like, you know, this really horrible hellscape, and then when burrito changes it, it like turns like sunshine and rainbows, kind of like, you know, I'm sick of making this reference, but you know, it kind of reminds me, like, you know, the very sickly happy, you know, you know, level in the the AVGN video game. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. yeah, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit, but you know, like, yeah, all of that, like, you know, was hilarious to look at. I think. By the way, a lot of creativity in this movie as well because like, this isn't just like you know on your road kind of like thing they go into like another dimension pretty yeah, much yeah
0: depending on who's holding the map it showcases on the emotions and the trials that each character has to go through like with uh, Goldilocks for example when she held the map she was brought into the nostalgia lane and it's basically like uh, you know the three bears were finally back at home and they were relaxing and they were eating the porridge and sitting down and And you have uh, Goldilocks who's trying to tell them no no you know this is a trap don't do this and they were just like oh so fixated with um, the things that they left behind and then we found out about you know her being an orphan who wandered into the three bears house and then we also have um, you know with Puss in Boots in which he is going through like all of these trials involving with like um, you know being trapped in various things and um, also we get to see death again and then we have Kitty who you know, her thing was about like not trusting anybody, and there was this whole glass mountain that they were, or glass ice mountain that they were trapped in. So I really like the fact that it's not just like one set location, it's just a location that changes every time somebody holds the map. I think that that was really, really interesting.
1: Yeah. So, um, we get to uh, basically the final scene, I think at this point, and, because uh, we've been through, like, all the story arcs, and uh, so we get the final fight, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, the one thing, though, I think that was really cool in all of that is that, uh, you know, Puss in Boots sees, like, you know, um, visions of, like, his l- previous eight lives, about how reckless he was, and, you know, uh, how much he earns for, like, you know, that, that whole thing again. And, uh, then, um, you know, Puss in Boots in that moment realizes that about how reckless he actually is, and it feels like you know he does have something to fight for now with set with uh, uh, with soft paws and with, with Pareto as well and so he uh, you know we have that whole thing with you know being chased by death and then finally we have the you know, the final fight scene between um and boots and death but then you know during that time and boots tells him you know I'm not just fighting for myself now I feel like I have something to fight for and I'm going to fight for my last life and that stops death in his tracks because it's like well you're not the person I wanted to f- you know take the life of anymore like you know you want to value this last life so I'm not going to take it away from you and then just walks away yeah uh, uh, but
0: the fight scene that happened before then was absolutely incredible where they were able to fight like one-on-one with each other with just with the size and finally when puss got his sword back and he was able to overcome death and i thought that that was really cool the one
1: thing I disagree with, though, is that, you know, in that scene, you know, Death just kind of, like, walks away and just, just gives, uh, you know, Puss in Boots a warning that, you know, he will be coming for him someday, you know, uh, but, uh, I mean, like, uh, I wouldn't have had him gone so quickly, I don't think. You know, I would have, like, had, like, the... F- I would have, like, what I how I would have played it out is is that Jack Horner interrupts the fight and then starts fighting Puss in Boots and uh, then uh, all of a sudden, like, you know, uh, something happens and Jack Horner dies, you know, like, uh, but he's not... you don't realise it yet. And then Death, like, you know, sneaks up behind him and, like, reminds him that he's dead and and... and then basically drags him to hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been a cooler death, I think, for Jack Horner, I think, if he was, you know, in my opinion. But, yeah, as uh,
0: opposed to, like, just being, you know, sucked into, like, yeah, something else.
1: That, I mean, like, if it into another dimension, I don't know. Like, uh, I know, don't know. Maybe he might come back, I'm not sure. But, you know, like, uh, I, the way I would have had it is that, you know, death finally gets us, you know, he wants a soul and he finally gets one in the end and it's Jack Horner. Mm. Like, you know, I, would, I wouldn't I would have, like, had him disappear so easily, I don't think. Like, or even even if you had him disappear, then you had the next fight with, uh, you know, everybody else and then Jack Jack Warner. Jack Corner then dies, and then Death comes back and, you know, obviously, you know, drags him away. I think that would have been a cooler Death scene, in my opinion, if Death actually managed to get a soul in the end.
0: Yeah, but I think that the focus was on Puss. I don't think Jack Horner was even remotely on Death's ideology of what Regardless, he was.
1: Regardless, like, you know, he died. So, like, uh, the idea is that Death finally gets a soul and brings him back. I mean like uh, so that that I think that would have basically uh, you know uh, I get you know obviously you have you know your argument he should have you know he was a villain in this movie I feel like he even if he if that's the idea that they were going with I disagree with that in my opinion I think they should have played him off as an anti hero so like you know he gets the villain in the end even though regardless his first target was Puss in boots
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: I think uh, I think he I think he'd be cooler as an anti hero I don't know like uh, uh
0: yeah. maybe but I think that the at the end, at the end of the day the focus between a uh, Puss and Death was actually really, really cool. I actually preferred that over with the whole Jack Horner thing.
1: I, I agree. And, uh, you know, I think the whole thing with Puss and Boots and Death, I think is, uh, I think was pretty good. And who knows, you know, like, uh, maybe if it gets enough uh, traction, maybe, you know, we'll probably see that again.
0: I would love to see Death again. I would love to have more opportunities for Death to come in, in future titles, especially since, um, you know, what, what happens at the ending. So, mm-hmm. I guess, let's talk about that. So, at the end, uh, you you know, the, basically the um, nobody gets the wish and, um, you know, everything is just back to normal. We have Puss, Perrito, and we have uh, Kitty Softpaws together. They steal a ship and then they ride off into their next adventure and it just so happens to be at Far, Far Away.
1: Which really, really confuses me because obviously that's where, you know, we were talking about the three bears before and obviously there's the three bears in the Shrek universe and there's the three bears also in the Puss and Boots. So, you know, uh, I mean, so like, you know, I guess now the Puss and Boots story is sort of like going into the Shrek story I don't I, know
0: I guess so considering that we know that Shrek 5 is gonna be coming out pretty soon
1: yeah I mean also, I mean, also uh, I mean how's that to think about like you know we got Shrek 5 you know coming out soon we got also Toy Story 5 also coming out soon as well like you know nothing's changed
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, it's actually funny about like if they decided that they were gonna follow up with this it's like you know why would they go to far far away I mean are they gonna meet up with Arthur or something because mm. Shrek and Fiona are back in the swamp
1: yeah, like uh, so. Um, I'm guessing something is going to happen there. I guess. I and, guess like, so. Uh, Maybe
0: like Arthur's in trouble and he needs to hire Puss to like rescue far, far away from something. I, I, some people will disagree with
1: me, but you know, like uh, I still think that they should like. Uh, I know the Avengers is like you know been and gone now, but I mean like uh, I still would like to see like an Avengers angle, you know, with uh, with the DreamWorks properties where like you know for heroes from like other DreamWorks movies all come together to like you know fight a villain, you know, like uh, so you know like uh, I don't know who you know are um, oh his name's going to flying out of my head who know why. Like, uh, Which one? Um, the villain of uh, Avengers. Uh, end game. The uh,
0: oh, are you talking about uh, Thanos? Thanos,
1: yeah, Thanos. I can't believe I forgot about that. Thanos, yeah, I don't know who our Thanos basically would be in like a, the DreamWorks Avengers kind of like you know thing if they did do that. But uh, I mean, yeah, I think Shrek Five needs to be something huge. I think in you know, order like you know for people to like, say, oh, it's not just Shrek Five. It's like you know we're, we're just going to see Shrek Donkey and Fiona again. We're going to see Puss in Boots. We're going to see like you know other characters from like other DreamWorks movies maybe or see other characters from like that were within Shrek but never got to be pretty, you know promptly put front and center maybe. Maybe. Like uh, I mean, uh, but uh, it looks like you know the, the this *Puss in Boots* movie is teasing the idea of like they're going to be in far, far away, and so I'm mean, interested to see where they go with that.
0: Yeah, I guess the thing that we need to mention was how the movie opens with the new DreamWorks introduction. So we have obviously the lo- you know the main mascot of um, you know the DreamWorks, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, going robot.
1: for like all like so like, example like you know they see the Shrek you know characters, they see the, the Kung Fu Panda characters we have the bad guys. Bad guys. We have
0: Boss Baby. Oh,
1: why Boss Baby?
0: Because it makes money, and yeah. we have and we have trolls, and we also have. Um uh, how to train your dragon but the last thing that they introduce is Shrek Fiona and Donkey and I like to think that they're teasing this even though we know what the two movies of what uh, of 2023 are going to be for uh, DreamWorks we do know that you know Chris Melodandri has been wanting to do Shrek 5 for a very long time and I know that he's been teasing about this saying that we're going to go back to basics with Shrek and I think that this is a, a key to this especially with um you know how Puss in Boots the Last Wish ended where We get to see them in far, far away. So... I'm not sure how they're going to be able to pull this together in terms of, like, what the story is going to be about, but you know what? I'm actually just genuinely curious about how they're going to do this. Um, now,
1: um, this is where you and I might part in all this, because obviously you watch this on the plane, and I watch this in the theatre, and uh, I wasn't aware. Apparently, there is a post credit scene. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, so, uh, I'm just reading here. Uh, yeah, it's going to take a while. Fans are going to coin this. Uh, we can confirm, yes, there is going to be a, uh, something in the credits, though probably not, not enough to make you want to stick around uh, when the credits are completely done rolling posts voices heard saying that uh, laughter uh, oh you're still here and that's oh you're still here and that's it so oh okay then like, he just basically he just says, uh, you know, Antonio Banderas basically says the line, oh, you're still here, and that's the movie ended.
0: Oh, okay.
1: R- really? Like, you know, um, you could have, like, I mean, obviously we've already got the end of the movie, like, you know, them going to Far, Far Away, and uh, I don't know, maybe people were expecting that there was going to be something more out exactly, of Exactly, yeah. Know. They're just
0: basically poking fun of the fact that whenever that a major Marvel movie is happening, they know that there's going to be a post-credit scene of what's going to happen later on. And when we saw that they were going over to Far, Far Away, people were thinking, Oh, is there going to be a post credit scene where we're going to see Shrek, Fiona, and Donkey? Or we're going to see King Arthur? Yeah, they're all
1: eating burgers and chips over in New York City after fighting a giant monster. Like, yeah, come on, guys. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, so, um, I just think that, uh, in my opinion, um, Puss in Boots, I think, uh, overall, I think is a, you know is far more solid and far more well put together than I think the first uh, Puss in Boots movie is. I think we can all agree on I that.
0: I do agree. And-, and 2022 was a pretty good... A good year for DreamWorks, considering that it was a bit rough for Disney and for Pixar, it was a bit of a mixed bag. With um, we already talked about Strange World, we talked about Turning Red and Lightyear, and DreamWorks were able to deliver two solid films that year. The Bad Guys we said was just a refreshing change of pace from everything that we've already seen, and Puss in Boots: The Last Wish was one of the best sequels from DreamWorks that we've seen. I mean, it's not like Shrek 2 or Kung Fu Panda 2 or How to Train Your Dragon dragon 2 in terms of like you know really really good but it's definitely better than say like crude's a new age or boss baby family business oh it's way
1: better than that way better than that yeah so um i think we're at the point where we should give scores now well i
0: mean we don't do scores for dream machine i think we should
1: start doing them though
0: (laughs) okay fine
1: if we had to do them i think okay uh...
0: okay let's just uh i'm gonna say for a score for puss in boots the last wish um, okay, I'm trying to think because if I were to do a score for the original Puss in Boots from 2011, I'll probably give it a six. And yeah, I think I would give it... I would give a 6.5, I think. You know, it wasn't...
1: I mean, it had moments where, you know, you could get emotionally involved in the characters, but at the same time, there wasn't enough of them. But there's not enough memorable moments, I think, in that. I think that's where Puss in Boots suffers. But I think there's enough to, like, say this is an okay film. So 6.5, I think, would probably be for Puss in Boots.
0: Okay. okay. And as for Puss in Boots, to last wish I'm trying to remember because we did give a score for the bad guys I I think you gave it an 8.5 I gave it a 9 so I'm trying to remember yeah I think we
1: said 8.75 out of 10 yes we we did
0: so I'm trying to figure out like how, did i like this movie better than the bad guys i mean i thought it was on on par with it at some points there's
1: no useless characters in this movie no I mean, yeah, there's a there's a solid music soundtrack the the graphic the uh, graphics in the animation looks look spectacular and also like you know the there's a good lesson in it there's good storylines in it there's good story arcs in it i'm gotta be honest with you um i'm saying nine at the moment i am i am, to say. I, I
0: am te- i'm gonna say nine as well it is on par i think with the bad guys whereas the bad guys you have had like this great trio of um you know not trio a quad you know like a quint- quintology of like great characters and you have this mystery mixed into it with a mixture of heist and comedy you know you have a bit of um you know like a loop on the third with a mixture of pulp fiction and reservoir dogs and then you have like you know puss and boost the last wish where you know you have like a little bit of um you know the seventh army mixed up with um zorro and uh, various other films and i I think what they were able to pull off was great. And like I said, this, uh, you know, this past year was a good year for DreamWorks. And yeah, I mean, like Disney was trumped, like strange worlds left a lot to be desired. And like we said, for Pixar, we had, you know, the ambition of turning red, but we also had the mediocrity of Lightyear
1: and by the way I just want to say this as well like you know into because um, recently as of this podcast we recently came off a really horrible interview with Pete Doctor, who basically said that so uh, people aren't going to the theatre anymore or anything like that I just want to remind everybody that right now like uh, the, as of this podcast the Super Mario Brothers movie is uh, currently doing 1.4 billion at the box office and Puss in Boots The Last Wish by the way did about 484.6 million dollars at least yeah. you know, at, at the box office and uh, you know uh, that is a uh, worldwide total and uh, did extremely well well in the united states and did even better in canada like you know so like uh, as far as i'm concerned like you know dreamworks and illumination and uh, various other ones don't seem to be having a problem getting people into the theater no well, no so- i
0: mean like uh, dreamworks is again going to be releasing their next film in a couple of days actually of the making of this podcast which is ruby gilman teenage kraken and a lot of people see- and
1: also if that does pretty well what's disney's excuse then
0: I don't know. And uh, then we, uh, of course, we already have Spider Man across the Spider Verse, which is already in the theaters, and that's gotten people really excited about it. And as you mentioned before, there's the Super Mario Brothers movie. There's, um, you know, there's like several movies that are in the theaters that are making people really interested in going to watch it. And so, yeah, I mean, we will discuss about Elemental when that comes out for Pix Mix. But right now, we have two movies this year That is Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, and then, of course, Trolls 3 Getting the Band Back together! You know what,
1: i like, uh, the one thing I'm really dreading about Trolls 3 is that obviously it's going to be boy bands that they're going to be focusing on, which, you know, like, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I mean, like, who's the biggest boy band right now that, uh, you know, is currently on the music scene? Because I, I, I see a lot of solo artists, but I don't really see any boy bands. I
0: mean, if they would have released this movie ten years ago on the hype of, like, One Direction...
1: And the Jonas Brothers.
0: And the Jonas Brothers. I mean, well, technically, the Jonas Brothers are still going, but I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, if they would have released this movie ten years ago, then I would have been like, okay, I see where you're going with this, because boy bands are kind of making a comeback, but not much anymore. I mean, even with like, um, you know, a lot of the uh, the K-pop groups, um, you know, even you know like BTS and various others. I mean, they're even starting to like, um, you know, separate and go into like solo careers. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, like in regards to like K-pop bands and stuff like that, I mean, they do have their own careers. Don't get us wrong. Like, you know, uh, actually, in part of that, you know, uh, baby metal. I'm pretty sure uh, Yee Ye- metal is uh, part of like three other bands. Um, uh, along with the, you know, a baby metal, so I think it's, uh, it's not uh, uncommon for you know, je- you know, Asian ba- ba- group, you know, groups to also have their own careers out alongside of like doing that. I mean, obviously the groups. Bands obviously you know give them their bank, but also they give them the opportunity to do like their other projects too. Right, so, right. So like, so I mean like that, it's different over in there. Like it's uh, also like a lot of like some of the like the J-pop bands I hear about, like some of the girl bands. I mean they're pretty more mercenary than they are like that. So like they do get some group of girls together who like have, have were solo artists before all of this, and then they just group them together, call them like, give them like you know different colors and like call them a name and then. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, I mean you have the
0: K-pop group which is uh, Blackpink, and then they have a lot of J-pop groups like Shonen Knife or. or um, puffy amayumi uh so yeah you have like those kind of groups but yeah like boy bands like i said i mean i don't really hear a lot of them and it's supposed to be like about um you know b- basically justin timberlake's character and he has a brother and uh you know it's like getting the band back together and all that kind of stuff and it's like okay uh, whatever
1: yeah so, um, that's our review of Puss and Boots The Last Wish, and uh, I hope it's not going to be the last Puss and Boots movie, I definitely tell you that, I hope he has more lives you yeah. know, coming into this, and uh, uh, I'm, actually, I'm interested to see where they would go with Puss and Boots if they decided to, like, you know, go- mate, let's say they decide that, you know, this whole Far, Far Away thing is just a tease, you know, for the fact that it's not going to be, like, you know, anything to do with Shrek, it's going to be another Puss in Boots movie where basically he uh, he basically fights in Far, Far Away, maybe. Like, uh, I, mean, I guess
0: it would make a lot of sense considering that you know Shrek and Fiona are in the swamp right now raising their kids. It's like they have no reason to go to far, far away. Of course, uh, if if they could were, could to- you
1: imagine if they did Shrek five and then like you know they just like you know forget to the fact that you know Shrek and Fiona had any kids and they just like you know just pick it up from like you know when Shrek and Fiona at least left off in Shrek two maybe. Yeah, like, exactly. Imagine they did that? Good grief.
0: Oh man, it's like you know last where we left off. You know Shrek and Fiona were celebrating their kids' first birthday party and Shrek made a deal with Rumpelstil skin and he imagined. Well, do you
1: remember back in, you know, in that movie, like Shrek, reverted back to his like his uh, you know his nasty old self back in the first movie. Yep, It's like he's like it's like the other movies never happened.
0: That's that's basically it. imagine yeah. what's gonna
1: happen in Shrek Five. Uh,
0: I mean, like uh, he did it, kind uh, of.
1: Shrek 5, you know, amnesia, you know, green amnesia or something like that. I mean,
0: that. to be fair, he did kind of, like, wish himself back where his life was before. So, he still had Fiona, he still had his kids, and he was still, like, the major celebrity that he always was. So, if they want to pick it from that part, maybe, or maybe they're just going to, like, you know, restart the story from the ground up. I mean, it's not... Well, it's not
1: really Shrek 5, is it? It's like he's, like, Shrek Reloaded or something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know. The, the, the point is, is that...
1: Shrek <laughs>
0: You Anyway, the point is is that, uh, you know, the Puss in Boots series and the Shrek series, they actually do have a little bit of life left, so I'm actually curious to see where they're going to go from I would here. Like, I, I,
1: if they said there was going to be a third Puss in Boots movie, I would be all for it. Me After too. what I've seen today. Like, you know, if they do the same, you know, n- not exactly the same formula, like, you know, obviously they're going to have to do, like, you know, uh, derivatives from, like, you know, uh, the second movie, but uh, if they continue the same, like, you know, um, you know, theory in, like, a how to create a Puss in Boots movie and based it on the second movie, and uh, they made characters who are all relevant in the story, like, there's no one there that's kind of, like, left to the side, and uh, they all, like, you know, were relevant to the plot, and had their own story arcs, and, you know, there are characters that you can get individually, get emotionally involved into, because you know where they're coming from. Shrek, you know, Puss uh, in Boots could be, like, a very successful franchise. Again, you know, like, we talked about the bad guys before, obviously there's more books out there for them to make. I mean, Puss in Boots could be the exactly the same thing, you know, like, uh, they could keep making Puss in Boots movies, and they could have, like, a, you know, uh, not only have the bad guys, not only have Shrek, but also have, pu- have uh, post and Boots as well on top of that as well. They'd have a number of franchise movies they can give and they can make Big Bang.
0: Yeah, and, and also not to mention that we know that Kung Fu Panda 4 is going to be coming out either in 2024 I or 2025. I don't agree
1: with Kung Fu Panda 4 though. Like, you know, I like the idea that they left it on you know, Kung Fu Panda 3 that Poe Fo finally found his family and uh, they left it at that. I mean, obviously, they're going to... We, we talked about before about the fact that they might be doing a Creed situation where, you know, Poe might be handing off to another Dragon Warrior and then obviously that Dragon Warrior will then have his own Kung Fu Panda movies. That's right. I don't know. Like, uh, maybe that's probably what they're doing here. But, I mean, Jack Black's doing pretty good at the minute. I don't see a see, see reason for him to retire as Poe, do you? I mean,
0: I, I mean like, uh, unless they continue making more Mario movies. I
1: mean, like, uh, well... Um, that would be, I mean, be interesting like, they, if Illumination, like, cause, uh, you have Illumination because Illumination and DreamWorks are owned by the same that's right Dreaming.
0: Universal yeah yeah they're
1: owned by Universal unless Universal turned to Japan and said yeah we're kind of like you know wanted you to be Bowser now because obviously we're making more money at Bowser rather than Kung Fu Panda so we want you to hang hand Kung Fu Panda to, off to somebody else and then obviously you know you can say you're doing Bowser I,
0: I mean I, I guess I, I mean they did the same thing with um, I believe it was uh, what you call it the Transylvania movies in which they actually had a voice actor playing as Dracula as opposed to Adam Sandler because I think Adam Adam Sandler was like busy with the whole I bunch might be of... wrong
1: about this but I don't think Adam Sandler's ever played I've had a you know played himself in a sequel you might be about... some of us in the well, comments I mean, section well, to tell me I otherwise mean, he, but... he he
0: was Dracula in the second and third Hotel Transylvania movie but for the fourth one he was not in it and they got a voice actor who did a perfect impression of Adam Sandler's Dracula
1: I mean like uh, I, mean, I guess I can only imagine that you know they couldn't they, you know, Adam Sandler wasn't available at that time so they had to get I, yeah that's, else.
0: that's what I was saying it's like if they if Jack Black is going to be so busy with this Mario movie and focusing on being as Bowser instead of Poe, I'm sure that they can probably get like a, a Jack Black impersonator to do Kung Fu Panda 4. No,
1: I, I like, you know, Jack Black to me is, you know, Poe in my opinion. I, I get the feeling that if they're looking for another Dragon Warrior, I get the feeling that uh, they are going to be bringing in somebody else, not Poe, but bringing in somebody else who's going to be the Dragon Warrior. I'm only really speculating here, but uh, if they're going to do that, that's how I would play Do a Creed situation where Poe finally finds his Creed, if you will, and then that Creed, uh, you know, Dragon Warrior, eventually becomes the guy effectively and then they do come boundary with him and if he does well then it was a good it was a good call and if he doesn't do well bring Jack Black back as soon as possible
0: <laughs> yeah but until then that is the end of Dream Machine let us know in the comments below about what your thoughts are of the you know Puss and Boots the Last Wish and also let us know about if you're excited about the other movies that are going to be coming out for DreamWorks yeah, uh, this so year
1: give us your take on the speculation like you know do you believe Shrek 5 is going to be like a continuation of the Shrek story or is it going to be like a brand new story and it's going to like, you know, reboot all the characters. Is Puss in Boots going to be you know involved in this? Is it going to take place in Far Far Away? Or is Far Far Away going to be its own uh, Puss in Boots sequel? That's going to be Puss in Boots 3. I mean, uh, yeah, let us know. Like, you know, we really want to hear your thoughts on this.
0: Absolutely. But until then, we will be back pretty shortly, considering that uh, Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken is going to be coming out pretty soon. So until then, everyone, we will see you in the next one. Ta ta! <laughs>